Welcome to Punches and Punchlines, where we break down the best in boxing with a sense of humor. And now, your hosts, Fritz and Franco. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks again for joining us. As always, sitting uh, right across from me, my handsome co-host Franco Campo. We had uh-huh. a we had a fun fun uh, night of boxing. Franco, ESPN it came through with a with a free card. The undercard, which was the best part, was on ESPN Plus. So yeah, I hope all the punch maniacs out there have their ESPN Plus because uh, your homework is going to be on ESPN Plus. You're going to definitely want to check out some of the undercard on this. Was a lot better than what they played on regular ESPN. Yeah, for sure. That was a rough headliner, and I think this might be the first time that we're going to be doing our deep dive. I'm not the headline fight. It's not the big name fight of the night, but it is the one that I called on the last episode that I said it was going to be the one that that stole the show. And uh, I was glad to be right with this one because I always hate when I hype something up and then it sucks. This one lived up to it. It was bound to happen, Franco. Everybody yeah. write down this date. Franco <laughs> was finally right. So let's get into it. Abraham Nova, 29 years old, coming in at 21 and 1, versus Adam Lopez, 26 years old, coming in at 16 and 3. Now, a couple things I'll say about this fight. Like you had already mentioned, Franco, in our open, this was not the main event. This should have been the main event because it was downhill after this. This was the last fight on the ESPN Plus side of the broadcast before they switched over to regular ESPN. This was a joy to watch right from the get-go. Abraham Novin comes out with his giant blonde beard where he looks like a Muppet almost because (laughs) the hair is just so crazy. And he comes out with his mascot for anybody that has not seen Abraham Nova. He comes out with his own mascot. It's just a giant puffy version of himself. (laughs) Even the mascot has that giant blonde beard and it's wonderful. So I'm already a fan of Abraham Nova, and I was curious to see what would happen to him after his first loss. So his last fight was his first loss, and it was bad because he, he got knocked out in his last fight. Yeah. There's not often that I'm going to agree with the ESPN commentators, but if Adam Lopez really wanted to increase his chance of winning this fight, he should have come out like he was shot out of the corner, and he yeah. came out... And was patient and played his normal game. But while you still had Nova trying to figure out whether he still belonged in the ring, you know, those doubts have to be in your mind after you get knocked out. All right. He'd let Nova get comfortable in there. Let's just say this. Nova is definitely better than, than Lopez. But why this was such a fun fight was that Lopez wanted it just as bad as Abraham Nova. He did not come in as the opponent. He came in looking for a win and he's got really good footwork and wonderful head movement. Yeah, but he was just not as fast as Nova and did not have the same power that Nova had. So hats off to Adam Lopez for making this as much work for Abraham Nova as it turned out to be. I thought it was a close fight. I didn't love the scorecards, but it was also because of the two knockdowns. So I thought it was closer, but just a, a really fun fight that I kept thinking if I was at this fight live this would be out of your seat kind of fun you know that's also speaks to the fact of for the people that buy the ticket and only show up for the main event or the co-main event yeah you would have missed the best fight of the night by not being there in time because the two fights that followed this 
were absolute snoozers. Yeah, they were not great. And I was looking forward to this fight. The undercard leading up to this fight was good. It was entertaining. The crowd seemed like they were, if anything, the crowd had high expectations because in some of the other fights, including the he- the headliner of the night, there was a lot of boo birds that were out, but they were on their feet cheering at the end of this fight. When it got to that 10th round, everybody was going nuts, including the two fighters in the ring. It was awesome watching them just lay it all out there. Now, I will say to piggyback on one of the things you mentioned, uh, Blue Nose, he got knocked out in his previous fight. So I think that might have had something to do with him not hesitating, but not going just balls to the wall. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. So, you know, both guys were a little bit hesitant at the beginning, but man, once they were going, they were going. Now, obviously, I'm a huge homer for Supernova because of that stupid mascot that he has. It's I actually, fun. I Googled after his last fight, Trying to figure out like how expensive is it to have a mascot of yourself? Because I think that would be amazing just to put on a costume of me, but I'm inside. Right. <laughs> Take off the head and no, it, it's still just as big as the mascot <laughs> one. <laughs> just add on. This was a great fight. The one, the one criticism that I have, Paul Giamatti, it wasn't really Paul Giamatti, but the referee looks exactly like him. He's a famous referee. I know we've seen him before. I think Mark Nelson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like in the Minnesota Boxing Hall of Fame or whatever. That is accurate. It's Paul Giamatti. It's good to see him still getting work after being the manager for Cinderella Man. But the second knockdown that he called was definitely wrong. Like Supernova pushed Blue Nose down. The first one, awesome knockdown and people need to watch it. But the second one was a very obvious push and he called it as a knockdown. That kind of sucked. Now, I'll agree with that 100% that it was absolutely uh, not a knockdown. But do you think when you watched it in real time, did you think that it was the right call? No, no. If anything, I thought maybe he tripped, but I did not think it was a knockdown because nothing had led up to it other than when they were in the corner like five seconds before that. Yeah, see, in real time, I thought, oh, maybe he's got a point. He actually did enough earlier in this night yeah. that I'll talk about in, in playing boxing that I gave him the benefit of the doubt on this one. Then I watched the replay. I was like, no, he missed this one. And that that's going to happen. You miss one. Yeah, Paul Giamatti can't have a hit every single time, but, you know, it's understandable. Absolutely. He's got the Verizon commercials <laughs> to worry about, you know. <laughs> now, the other thing is, I will agree with you a million percent. When they said the scores, the scores were 97-91. Two guys had it 98-90. There's no way in hell. Like, this was closer than that, I think. If yeah. we break it down round by round, there were definitely some rounds where Supernova, he didn't take off. But you know what? I could also see the scores being the way that they were. I just think that they reflect the fight itself poorly. Like, if you only read the scores and the results, you'd be like, oh, he got his ass beat. But on paper, it looked like right. But watching it, this was definitely a fight. That would be worth basically fast forward to the end of the undercard on the ESPN and and watch this fight because it was worth it. I really enjoyed it. I wish there could have been like a knockout because that always feels like the cherry on top. It was still great just to watch that 10th round go down with all the chaos. It was it was a great fight. Right. And for the final 20 seconds of the fight, they just stood there exchanging. There was a couple times where I thought, you know, Adam Lopez was going to go down again, but he yeah. held his feet and really kept it well. Early on, I don't know whether it was just jitters from coming off of his first career loss, but there was a lot of swings and misses by Abraham Nova in the early rounds where he was throwing haymakers that were just nowhere near landing. It yeah. Almost looked like me and you trying to pick up somebody at the like last call where they're like, 
I'm not talking to this guy at all, yeah. let alone get to give him my phone number. You know, like that's how bad of a swing and miss it was. Oh. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, Chris. That's <laughs> never happened to me in my life. Well, it's been, been 20 years, so you had to, uh, you know, you'll I, have to I, dig deep in the in the archives. I'll have to ask my wife. I'm pretty sure I just winked at her, gave her the finger guns, and that was it. She was she was all in. She was like, yeah, sold. That's my man. Right. But I'm talking about the chapters in the book before that. <laughs> there, there were no chapters. Oh, <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, perfect. Everybody, thank you again for joining us this week. I have fun doing this. I know Franco has a good time, and we hope you enjoy listening. I imagine you do. That's why you're back. So <laughs> tell a friend, anybody in your life that is a fan of boxing, let them know. We're uh, we're here for new subscribers. And it's still, you know, you sign up for the new episodes for $0, and you get all the previous episodes for the same $0. It's a, <laughs> it's a limited time offer, limited till uh, whenever you get around to it. So let's uh, get the subscriber number up, and I'd certainly appreciate it. But yeah, they tell us all the time you can't play boxing. We prove them wrong every, every episode, Franco, with our segment called Playing Boxing. And I know I just mentioned it in the breakdown of the Abraham Nova versus versus Lopez that Mark Nelson did a wonderful job earlier in the night. So mm-hmm. I was willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. Now, where I think he did a wonderful job was in the Brian Norman Jr. fight versus Rodrigo Correa. Because okay. early on, that looked like, oh, this is going to get stopped early. Norman came out of that corner like he was shot out of a cannon and just yeah. unloaded. For like and, 45 seconds. Yeah, it was crazy. And I was, it was getting to the point where a couple more seconds, and I think it might have been stopped, but Mark Nelson saw that, hey, this guy is still keeping his, his fists up. He's still trying to throw back. He is not in trouble. This is just one guy emptying the tank and the other guy <laughs> being able to take it. So kudos to him. Uh, lesser refs would have jumped in and stopped that fight. And it turned out to be a fun fight. This wasn't the fight of the night. No. You know, we that was only for uh, Nova versus Lopez. But this was probably next in line after that for good action. You could see that Norman had a lot more action early in this fight and and was kind of out of gas for the last third of it anyway. Yeah, I actually liked, even though it only lasted, I don't know, maybe 45 seconds or whatever it was, but the Dante Benjamin Jr. fight with the big TKO in the first round against uh, a dude that it turned out he was a boxing instructor. Oh, really? He was not a good advertisement for his boxing gym because not only did he get his ass beat, but like they were breaking down the announce team in the 30 seconds that this lasted, they were breaking down like all the bad fundamentals that he was doing. Yeah, he had no defense. <laughs> it was he terrible. Was shooting the jab, pulling the jab back down to your hip is not a smart idea. Yeah, but he looked like he was in good shape. So I'm thinking maybe he's not a boxing instructor. Maybe it's like Tybo or something. You know what Perhaps, I mean? Like it's not yeah. real boxing. But that was that was fun only because it was so silly. Uh, one of the complaints that I have for the ESPN card in general, uh, and this was more so on the undercard. They didn't really do this on the on the big show, but they would cut to just a shot far away of just the ring. And then they would cut to the guys talking, you know, the talking heads just saying whatever crazy stuff they were going to say during the ring walks. And it's like, why are you showing an empty ring for five minutes? That's the time that you should be talking and then show the show. You know, I'm a fan of ring walks. I know you're not, but I also don't have to see assholes talking about nothing or staring at an empty ring and a half empty arena for the other time. It was it was really frustrating, especially when there was. What one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine fights? Like 
Come on, man. Fill that time a little bit better. Yeah, that was the beauty of watching this on the replay where I could just fast forward to right when they're introducing the fighters. Yeah. And (laughs) I missed all of that. You just made me really happy for the fast forward option, Franco. Yeah. Uh, did you see uh, Shushu Carrington against Juan Antonio Lopez? I did, I did see Bruce Carrington. Uh, I can't refer to that nickname because I think it's stupid. All right. <laughs> Anybody that doubles up their nickname, uh, I just don't like it. Uh, Shushu, Boo Boo, Night Night. I hate all of them. They're just dumb. <laughs> Whatever. He's a wonderful fighter, but I'm not calling him Shushu. Like it, it was just, I I don't like it, Franco. That's what I'm getting at. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought he looked good. He didn't get the knockout, but he still, he was dominant. He looked physically, he looked good. The boxing was good. Juan Antonio Lopez that took on Bruce Carrington. Mm-hmm. He was what I think real boxing fans, like rabid boxing fans like you and I, really appreciate dudes like that because he is a lunch pail, just veteran. Yeah, that's a really good boxer. He's a step slower than the other guy, you know, than the top competition. He's doesn't have quite as much power, but the skill and the the discipline and all that, he's getting everything out of his skill set that he can. Yeah, it's just fun to watch dudes like that that had no quit in them. They might not be as good, but they're willing to step up and make these other dudes that are up and coming prove themselves. You know, it's like. You're not going to walk through Juan Antonio Lopez. Carrington had to earn the victory, and he did. So this was, I thought, a real step up for him. Kudos to Lopez. I'm sure he wasn't looking for just the stepping stone, but he made this kid work for it, and God bless you for it. Yeah, Lopez has like a garbage record. He's almost 500. But it's 17, 12, and 1, right. Yeah, super misleading because he he was a good solid boxer a lot of times we see dudes that get in there and they have that oh but they're horrible and you're thinking who the hell did they fight to get that oh this guy yeah and and you know what it's a good gatekeeper kind of a position where we can test guys against somebody almost like blue nose lopez where you know he's lost four times now i will watch him every time because i know that he's going to put on a show and at the end of the day that's what we want we want to see exciting boxing uh, not you know not snoozers like we saw in the headliners right what did you think of the brian mills fight bryce mills i thought was really good brian i didn't really care for uh but (laughs) bryce mills i thought was really good and here's what i'll give the dude credit for is this was about 30 or 40 minutes from his house he's had a lot of fans in the crowd yeah but he still was methodical and kept to his game plan and was just better than Margarito Hernandez. Yeah, and it was just a good, hard-hitting, fun fight. Like, these dudes were throwing some bombs and landing them. It was super entertaining. It was a unanimous decision win. Mills obviously dominated, but it, it, it went the distance. And just like the second or the fight after that, Haven Brady Jr. and Ruben Cervera, unanimous decision win. Haven Brady Jr. dominated. There was a lot of noise from Brady Jr. He was doing your favorite thing. Where every time he punches, he, ha, yeah. huh, ha. it's hard to listen to. I know you love that so much. That's like one of your yeah. favorite things. It's like the James Brown of boxing. Ha! Yeah, <laughs> that was the only criticism I had on that one. Because otherwise, it's it, a it valid a criticism because it's it's too much. It's every punch. Yeah, it's too much. Now, uh, once we switched over to the main card on ESPN, uh, the first one was Johnny Rice against Guido Vianello. Guido Vianello was the underdog on this one, even though this was like a last minute replacement. Right. Well, when I look at my score sheet and I see Vianello versus Rice, it almost looks like an option that I'm going to get at a restaurant. Like, oh, do you <laughs> want the Vianello or do you want the rice? Uh, how, <laughs> how do you want this dish served? We've watched Johnny Rice fight. 
probably a good three or four times, something like that. Yeah. And this is the best shape I've seen Johnny Rice in in quite a while, where the last or maybe the first time we saw him, he had the belly hanging over his shorts. For sure. Uh, he was in great shape, but he is not a, uh, he's not an active boxer. You know what I mean? Like he waits for that one punch. And in this fight, it paid off for him because he landed yeah. one punch <laughs> that ripped Vianello's face open. For anybody that didn't watch this one, you don't need to, but here's what happened in it. Vianello was undefeated coming into this. And in the seventh round, Johnny Rice lands a punch right to Vianello's eye and it immediately opens up. Okay. Yeah. Now they were in New York on a reservation. So it's a sovereign nation. They don't have really a set standard of boxing rules that they don't have to go with the New York state. They can decide for themselves what they want to do. So New York doesn't have instant replay, yeah. but because this was on a reservation, if that's even an acceptable term anymore, I don't know, but it's sovereign nation territory. The man in charge there was like, if you want to look at the replay, let's look at the replay. So the ref came down and actually watched, sat next to uh, our favorite Joe Tessitore, watched the replay. With a mic like, on. <laughs> yeah, with a mic on and everything. They mic'd him up. <laughs> yeah, he's like, uh, just let me talk so I don't have to listen to Joe. And <laughs> they got it right because the, the ref was going to call an accidental headbutt in the previous round, but they watched the replay. He's like, no, that was that was a bad cut. And actually, the cut came in the sixth. They stopped it in the seventh because yeah, the, yeah. the bleeding would just not stop. Yeah, I was shocked that this is one of the first times that boxing didn't boxing like i was waiting for the ripoff to come because here's the thing first of all guido vianello looks like he belongs in god of war like he should be one of the characters that you can pick he's just this cut italian dude with a thick ass beard he's a physical specimen johnny rice like you said not so much but so last time we saw johnny rice it was because he pulled an upset on michael coffee and then they had their rematch and he pulled the upset again, so he beat him twice, and he was in horrible shape for that one. Well, the first fight against Coffee, he was not in good shape. Then no. the, the second one, I'd say he was getting better. But this is the best shape that I've seen Johnny Rice in. Oh, for sure. And I think it might be, they mentioned at one point, that he actually quit his job after those upsets, thinking that it would open more doors for him. And then it did not. Nobody nobody wanted the smoke, so nobody yeah. would take the fight with him. Vianello did, and he was Vianello was dominating guido had this fight on lock all the way up until that one punch so if it would have gone to the cards vianello would have won and that would have been a without goddamn a doubt. shame it would have been it would have been horrible but because like you said they kind of winged it and the whole time it was it was beautiful it's the one time that espn did this right i think they turned off tessator's mic nobody yeah. was talking you were listening to what the ref was saying you could hear the entire conversation with all the other guys and at one point the promoter or whoever was in the ring with him he goes hey i'm just trying to help you out i'm just trying to help you out benny and it was like right. that is that is awesome like he's trying to keep him from getting his ass beats trying to keep him from looking bad right and he's it like, worked out you think it was from a headbutt. I think it was from a punch. But yeah. Let's look at the replay. You know, let's and, get it right. And then like WWE style, they went over to the commentator's table. He put on the headset. He's like, all right, let me take a look at the. Oh, yeah, that's definitely from a punch. And then yeah, right. they went in and like they got it right. And it was so beautiful to see. Otherwise, that would have really sucked. But the fact that it came from one punch and it was in the sixth round would have been a lot more exciting if it would have been in the first. Now, the fight after this was the big headliner, F.A. Ajakba 
versus Steven Shaw. And before the fight, you told me you were taking for, uh, you, you bet on a knockout. And I was like, I could see that because of what both fighters were saying leading up to the fight, how they were going to let their hands go. How that was the mistake that they had made in the past. And they were both going to let their hands go. Neither one of them let their hands go. And you did not get to cash out your ticket. I'm telling you what, if these guys were getting paid by the punch, they would have walked away owing money, you know, (laughs) because this was a shit show. I'll tell you this, Punch Maniacs, if you want to learn the art of the jab, you can watch, you can watch this fight and just watch the first two rounds because then the next eight are the exact same because it was just a bore fest. And yep. a lot of times I'll be like, oh, this is an off night. I'm not setting my DVR for either of these dudes. Will I watch them fight again? But that in doubt. But neither one of these dudes has endeared themselves to me as must watch or I'm going to get this pay-per-view because one of these dudes is on there. You know, like yeah. they need to go back for a little more seasoning. All right. This uh, <laughs> th- this was not good. Well, one of the most exciting F.A. Jogba things that we've seen that they showed like five times was when he fought that one dude and he had him or he walked out of the ring before the fight started oh right they kept showing the replay from that thing and that for the first time i was like oh that's right i forgot about that and then after the fifth time i'm like all right we get it the guy was upset about his contract like right. please that's stop the, showing it yeah that's the most exciting thing your headliner's done that's not a good thing you no. know like it was a shit show <laughs> speaking of shit shows there's not a lot coming up next week so we will not have an episode next week mm-hmm. but we will uh you know maybe check out the action that is coming up next week and include it on our episode the following week where we have uh, a couple things on the 28th yeah better bf um, yeah better bf that'll be the big one that will be breaking down for sure versus anthony yard sale <laughs> i think that's where uh all his teeth will be for sale uh pretty soon because if you're planning on watching this one at home folks don't get up for popcorn i don't think this is going to last very long no i'm definitely throwing my money on not to go the the distance on that one for sure yeah that one should be an exciting one and i'm just hoping uh, i don't know if you noticed this on the espn card uh mark chinook the ring announcer that they have right he looks like he's related to the guys from 98 degrees that are related to each other but he's like the one that they were like "Eh, you're not as good looking as us you're like a little bit too chubby you're gonna go do something you have a great voice but you can't be in 98 degrees i'm hoping that he is now on every single espn card only because he looks like the sad 98 degree member well the thing was he was in 98 degrees but 98 degrees was going to film a video on a roller coaster and chinook wasn't tall enough to get on so so that's why he uh you know he's out as a short person i will approve that (laughs) yeah perfect so yeah come back for the next episode if you're subscribed will it'll uh it'll get get right to you we'll have some more fun stuff to talk about after a couple weeks so punch maniacs thanks for tuning in and if you don't got anything else frank i'm throwing in the towel thank you for listening to punches and punchlines make sure to like subscribe and follow and we'll see you next week when we break down the best in boxing with a sense of humor